They said, like, Simon, um, we got, like, a message from all the way up, probably from the ministry, mm-hmm. and we cannot keep you here. We will get a scientist who is less critical than you. I was like, what, what is science about? Right. Like, but yeah, this is this topic is too hot. We we are gonna get someone who's less critical. You just cause problems. I was like, but you said that everything I say was correct. It's like yes, but there are things that shouldn't be said. Okay. Wow. Hey everybody, welcome to the What Is Money Show. I am thrilled to have you here joining me on my mission to help shine light on the corruption of money. Now, if this is your first time listening to the What Is Money Show, I strongly recommend that you go back to episodes one through nine first, which lays a lot of the groundwork for many of the concepts that we explore on the show. These first nine episodes are my series with Michael Saylor, and thousands of people have told me that this is the best podcast series they've ever heard, hands down, and that it was instrumental to their understanding of money and Bitcoin. So if you're looking to start a deep dive into the nature of money, I don't think there's any place better that you can start other than episode one of this show. Now, a little bit about this show and how it makes money. The What Is Money show is 100% sponsor-based. So all of our revenues are derived from direct sponsorships. And I strive to be very selective about the sponsors that I work with, specifically only using sponsors that I use personally, and also choosing sponsors that have values which are well aligned to the values expressed on this show, such as freedom, education, self-sovereignty, etc. So what I'm going to do now is a few ad reads right at the top of the show, and then I'll do a few more ad reads in the middle. And I hope you'll take the time to listen to them. As again, these are hand-selected sponsors, and I think you'll like what they have to offer. Today's podcast is brought to you by In Wolf's Clothing. Wolf is the first startup accelerator dedicated exclusively to the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Four times per year, Wolf brings teams from around the world to New York City to work with like-minded entrepreneurs, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with Bitcoin and Lightning. The program is designed to help early-stage companies achieve product market fit, develop their brand, secure early-stage funding, and grow businesses that help fuel the global adoption of Bitcoin. So go to wolfnyc.com to learn more about the program or apply. Again, that's WolfNYC, W-O-L-F-N-Y-C.com. Dr. Simon Goddick, welcome to the What Is Money Show. Hey, what's up? Great to have you on. Uh, I think I discovered you in a Twitter thread where someone was calling out a number of truth seekers on the, well, I guess it's now the X platform that were... Uh, truth seekers that were on the X platform. And I decided I would start chasing down some of you guys to get you on the show. Uh, And you, sir, have quite an interesting story. Um, You have stood up to a lot of the pandemic psychosis that's taken place over the past few years. Uh, You've gone through a lot of hardship as a result, I think being censored canceled, fired, et cetera. All these things we'll get into when we go into your story. Um, and then you've kind of, I would say you've been socially vindicated in the end, right? A lot of the things you were saying, you were calling, calling people out on the vaccine and most more recently climate change. Uh, you have been largely socially vindicated, I would say. 
at least from from my perspective. So to get the ball rolling, I would like to read the post that is pinned on your X profile. This is the first time I'm calling it X. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm so, so, still used to calling it Twitter. You wrote that my name is Simon. I am un unvaccinated. And for that, they branded me. They called me selfish and dangerous and labeled me a quote unquote grandma killer. They stripped away my rights to work, travel, access hospitals, and even shop for groceries, all because I stood firm in my right to bodily integrity. It reached a point where there were Twitter users actually advocating for my death, and it was me who got suspended from this platform and not them. I was eventually proven right, but rather than admitting their wrongs, these perpetrators just brazenly moved on to the next topic, climate change. But I wouldn't let them get away with it, but I won't let them get away with it and will remind them daily of their shameful deeds and their own words because I don't want to wake up in a 15-minute city owning nothing and eating bugs. Cheers. So that's a really good, kind of funny, sort of tongue-in-cheek <laughs> telling uh, depiction of where you've been the past several years. Um I would like to open it up to you as an opportunity to just kind of tell your story in a, a maybe slightly longer form, how you got here, what you've been through, um, and what brought you to where you are today. Well, <laughs> uh, first of all, thanks for the introduction. I also still call it Twitter um, because X is like weird to say, but I think we have to get used to it first. And yeah, regarding my story, I've been writing it down yesterday in a long thread um because it's now one year and one day that they allowed me to get back on the platform for doing nothing wrong so um literally my uh yeah of course my story started when i was born and then of course i was i was raised in in germany and the netherlands i got my degrees in the netherlands um up to my phd degree which i made in um in system thinking and system mm. analysis system dynamics and biotechnology. So um, I got funding for something called aquaponics, which is growing plants and water and using fish waste in order to grow them. But my scientific research was rather on the side of, of understanding complex systems, understanding the metabolism of, in the beginning, it was only fish, but later it was also human beings, and in designing and creating bioreactors and, uh, and their processes. So um, it was in the field of aquaponics. People still make fun of it. This like Simon doesn't know anything. He just knows how to how to grow plants and water. Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I haven't done it until last year when I when I when I got mm -hmm. into the jungle. <laughs> I tried to, and I was like, oh lord, this is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my my background is systems thinking. So understanding complex systems, understanding what's going. For example, um, in bioreactors itself or in our bodies, which is like super complex. And so this is my background. I had my I have my PhD in it. I got my um, I did my postdoc in this field, and it was in the last year of my postdoc at Wagen University. I think it's number one university in biotechnology and uh, and agriculture in the world. So that's where I did my my postdoc and my PhD. Um, that's when the pandemic hit, or how I call it, plandemic, because I figured out later on it was all planned. Yes, I use the um, same term. Yeah, so so I wasn't I was never like conspiracy theorist how they call me now. Um, now I obviously am. Mm. And I was always like 
feet on the ground. I just wanted to pursue my career. I wanted to become a full-time professor. I wanted to do research. I wanted to make the world a better place until I figured out um, actually the nowadays science is, is doing the opposite. Um, it was in the last year of my postdoc um, when I heard, oh, there's obviously a, a dangerous virus coming from China. And uh, I was, okay, all right. Um, shit <laughs> viruses dangerous oh no good lord um but so i totally believed in, in dangerous pathogens back then um but i already um, was writing papers about vitamin d so i was like hey okay, viruses are only dangerous if you have vitamin d levels below let's say 40 nanograms per milliliter mm. so i was like okay um the our governments will soon tell us to take vitamin D, not to worry about anything. And I looked into um, pandemic responses of the WHO. It says like calm the population, do everything as normal, just like um, protect all elderly people, give them uh, like support their immune system. And I was like, hey guys, it was I think it was in March. Uh, all the airline uh, stocks were so low. I was like, okay, I'm buying them up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bought them up. I was like, okay, they're going to be back up and. August when all this stuff is over because um, knowing about seasonality that during the summer, you know, um, mm. lots of sunshine, high vitamin D, blood serum levels, everything is gone. I was like, okay, this is the business of my life. Wasn't. <laughs> mm. They went all the way down until August and I lost like literally half my savings. But, uh, but yeah, this, this was kind of getting me going with vitamin D because uh, I was like, okay, people need to know. So in, in May 2020, I was writing a paper about why it's important to take vitamin D together with K2. Um, because people should know, because if you take high vitamin D levels without K2, it can cause a calcification, which again could cause to like strokes, heart issues, and mm. actually everything the vaccine is causing. And I was writing uh, why it's important to take with vitamin K2 and also zinc and magnesium for enzymatic activities. And I was publishing it in a very high ranked journal um and that's when it started um like as in the witch hunt against me mm. so i was writing it in the name of my university because i was working there as a as, as a scientist i can i can express i can do whatever i want i can publish whatever i want literally i can submit it in the name of the university no problem but yeah they i got got some backslash so the university got many mails about me like look um your employee is uh He's talking about pseudoscientific stuff. He's talking about vitamin D. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And yeah, I had to justify uh, myself to my boss and the boss and the boss of the boss and the boss of the, like all, all the all the letter up, like that. What I do is 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 uh, well researched. Uh, what I did was peer reviewed by three people um in several iterations not like not like other publications in in the field which were not peer-reviewed at all my was peer-reviewed and it was scientific sound um and they agreed eventually they read the paper and it's like okay it's fine so but this was the first time i got in contact with uh, a sect it's called uh, the skeptics or the skeptic sect i don't know if you're aware of this um they call themselves skeptic I saw, I saw it in your thread, but I wasn't aware of it before that. It's an international organization. They call themselves skeptics. Actually, everything which is against the government, the narrative, they attack. They're not skeptic at all, like mm. zero skeptic. But they call themselves skeptics. Oh, classical, are... classical statist inversion. Uh, yes. We talk about this a yeah. lot. Every time the state says one thing, it's if you interpret it as its opposite, you get the true picture. So it sounds like yeah. that's what this is. 
they do this um, uh, the other way around. So they're bootlickers of, of the narrative. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so they were sending um, emails to my, my Wagner University back then. Um, but this was resolved, no problem. And they were telling that I was selling vitamin D back then, that I had a vitamin D company. I never had one. Actually, they got, <laughs> they are the cause that I got the idea. <laughs> hmm. But um, they were just making up claims just to get me fired. And I had to prove everything to show even my, my, my bank data to, uh, to show them, look, I'm, I'm, I'm only earning money from my scientific work. Okay, so hmm. they accepted this and I, I, was, I was fine. Um, what I did in the following month, I was calling out um, papers which were about vitamin D that used fake data. So there, there were many scientists all over the world that used fake data in order to push vitamin D, which is also um, plain wrong. I actually was calling out other other people in the same field of mine for just like lying. There were like uh, three people from Indonesia, from Germany, who were just making up data just to just to jump on the train, you know, <laughs> which is which is wrong. So that's what I did on Twitter, and I had like five or six followers. And I once got like five likes. I was like, wow, I made it on Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, until it was in December. And I, I woke up more and more when they when they when they didn't give proper advice. So they in the Netherlands they they closed all the sports clubs, so I wasn't allowed to go to the gym anymore. They had like something called Avondklok, which which means you're not allowed to to leave the house anymore after I think six, seven, or eight mm-hmm. p.m. Curfew. Uh, yeah, it's curfew. It's curfew. So there was a loophole. Actually, it's a funny story. Now there was a loophole that if you owned a company and you had a business meeting, you could print out like some some form online from the government, fill it in, and be on the streets, go to the meeting, etc. So what my friends did, they all registered <laughs> private companies for themselves, like one person company. And we had we had great parties. We just filled out all the forms. <laughs> the police would saw us on the streets. We would show them the documents and they got like extremely mad, but they couldn't do anything. So, so we got stopped by police several times, having having to show our documents. We've been on a, we've been on a business meeting. Why are you drunk? <laughs> We're like, well, <laughs> well, we discuss business. What can you do? And they, yeah, okay, this. So this is what we did in the Netherlands. But the majority just stayed at home, like literally the whole day, the whole night, and they only went out with muzzles and, and all the all the measures. Um, were counterproductive. So people usually didn't get healthy food anymore. They did. They they ordered food online, like kebabs, pizzas, which make them even sicker. They didn't see the loved ones, which made them even sicker, which even increased the cortisol level. So all the measures were counterproductive. And me working with metabolism of fish and human beings, both, by the way. I mean, I don't know. I know what more what stresses people more than what stresses fish. Mm. Um, so um, having knowledge in this field, I was like, okay, this is just wrong. And I I, I totally I I woke up. Like uh, I, I, I always knew mass don't work. I mean, like as a biotechnician, you you just know mass don't work. It doesn't make sense. So I was always like, hey, these are just like for awareness raising. But uh, but later on, I was like, hey, they use this as a as a tool in order to to silence people. And it was like in I think in October November um, when I was getting more active on Twitter, and uh, I met a neighbor of mine from the Netherlands who did data analysis for IBM. And he was asking me, Simon, don't you want to elaborate about this uh, PCR protocol paper of Drosten from February 2020 mm. or January 2020, it's, which is even more obscure? Um, can you can you just check how this peer review is is uh, was conducted? Because he knew I was back then. I was an editor of a, a Q1 journal of a high rank, quite high rank journal in, in my field, 
and I know the whole process of, of peer review because I was I was uh, um, kind of administrating it. I was mm -hmm. as an editor. I was I was uh, find, trying to find people for peer review, and I was I was following the whole the whole process for for many papers. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. I was like, no problem. I mean, whatever, whatever you want. And I was looking into this and I was like, holy, holy cow, holy cow. So I figured out I was doing some research like uh, um, regarding citations they made. So they made citations from, from something which was like just published uh, the day they submitted it. So I can tell um, what was the earliest point they could make this, they could add this uh, citation, for example, or the latest even. Um, and I figured out uh, the longest, the whole process from uh, submission until being online, until acceptance uh, took like less than 24 hours. Um, of oh, so the that, whole... That's the, what, could you tell us what that paper was about and what a typical peer review timeline is like? So this this paper defined the PCR protocol, literally defined the PCR test for for this COVID um, virus mm -hmm. um, that has been used all over the world. Um, so and a PC and and this period process. Usually, if you're a scientist and you want to submit your paper to a journal, you, uh, imagine you're you're the editor of a journal, like you're the the person running this journal for, of course, a, a publishing company. So what happens, um, an author submits a paper to, to your journal, you look at the paper, you read it, and you're like, okay, this might be suitable for my journal. Then you look for people who are experts in this field, you, in this field. So usually two or three reviewers who are really experts in this field, like who know how to, how to judge this and improve this mm -hmm. and send, send solid feedback. So you send a request to them and they have to reply usually within 30 days um, and sometimes it takes longer you have to send reminders but let's just assume the the editor of this journal your servants is a journal that the european union owns which is which is a bit crazy and even the author the corresponding author christian drosten was on the board on, on the board of this journal uh, editorial board which is i think against the ethics but anyway um so Imagine they just know um, these some 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 reviewers who are like, okay, guys, this is urgent now. Can you can you have, take a look at this? And it's like, yeah, no problem. Imagine they speed up the process like this. It still doesn't justify that um, the paper literally um, most likely wasn't reviewed because I mean, like, reading a paper sorely takes several hours. Giving feedback takes several hours. So usually, when I review a paper, I'm, I'm sitting there several hours. Just to just to give solid feedback, and then the authors have to have to take the feedback and have to put it in the paper um, and adjust the whole paper, and it takes usually hours till days. And then you send it back to them, and then it goes forth and back. Usually, it's like four iterations. Mm. In this case, um, it probably will, never was uh, reviewed because it doesn't fit into the timeline. Mm. <laughs> so that mm. it's not like one review. It obviously was like two or three reviewers who up who. Um, the, I mean, the paper, the journal said review the publication. So mm. this just never happened. Wow. So um, Kristen Drosten, as being part of this controller board, he probably just said like to this uh, to this lady who was there, to, uh, I think she's Iris something. She's like some Swedish professor. Hey, uh, this is the this is the this is the publication. Please just publish it. Mm. And it had many, many, many errors and flaws within the paper. I mean, like, I cannot judge it because I, that's really not my genetics, is really not my field. Mm. 
but there are experts out there who have been totally destroying that paper um, methodology wise and mm. also um, conclusion wise. So that paper had many flaws and it wasn't peer reviewed, it was just published. And the next day it was made literally gold standard at the WHO. The test was made gold standard by, guess who? The co-author of this paper, Myron Koopmans, who was a Dutch, who was a Dutch virologist and who was on the mm. payroll of the Chinese Communist Party. So, um, yeah, um, I, I, I've wrote this down in a thread in a more neutral way than I'm telling now because I didn't want to get into trouble back then. It was in January 2021, beginning of January 2021. And that's that's when really my my cancel tour started. Um, so virologists from the Netherlands, which I also mentioned in this thread that I published yesterday, they were calling me out. They was like, hey, you are not going to mess with my field or I will I will I will poop in your fishbowl. One guy, one guy said, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they were they were just like making fun of plants and fish and they could have made fun of bioreactors where I treat poop, by the way, but they didn't make this this connection. Um, but they were like threatening me and publicly. They publicly threatened me, and uh, well, they got away with it, and I got, I got dismissed. Yeah. Um, not for uh, let's let's put it like this: um, my university was very unhappy that I put it out, and they said like in these times, you know, you can't do this, stuff like that. And uh, but but publicly, they said like your analysis was totally correct, and they sent out a tweet and saying, hey, Simon has the right for freedom of speech; he can say whatever he wants, and what he what he said was correct. Um, his analysis was correct, and um, yeah, just to the critics. But um, yeah, they they still got rid of me in March um, because my postdoc funding was running out. So actually, my mm -hmm. contract ended. But yeah, well, I got full up money. So in my free time in September 2020, I was writing um, I was writing several proposals, scientific research proposals in my free time. And I added several universities on this proposal because you always have a university consortium. You have like four or five or six or seven partners in a project. And the chance to win was like 1%, but I won. Mm. So my proposal that I wrote in my free time, not even funded by, by, by salary from the, from the university, one and actually what they should have said is like simon you want the money we're going to keep you this this is an unwritten rule it's an unwritten law it's right, like right it's ne How much it never had the grant uh several million wow yes so um what they said on the phone just on the phone because they didn't want to write it down <laughs> they said like simon um, we got like a message from all the way up probably from the ministry Mm -hmm. and we cannot keep you here. We will get a scientist who is less critical than you. I was like, what, what is science about? Right. Like, but yeah, this, is, this topic is too hot. We're we going to get someone who is less critical. You just cause problems. I was like, but you said that everything I say was correct. It's like, yes, but there are things that shouldn't be said. Okay. Wow. So I was dismissed, and I was like suddenly there. I made uh, several um, institutes, more or less, much richer because it's a it's a well-paid project and i was there without without money just like my little savings but life mm -hmm. in the netherlands it's expensive you pay for for a flat like two thousand bucks of rent per month and plus the food and i was like yeah well i didn't as a, as a postdoc postdoc salary is, is quite low and i and i i maybe had money for like two two years of living there and i was like okay what if i never get a job again so what i did 
was moving to Brazil. I was here in Brazil. I was a um, I was a exchange professor before, and uh, I knew the country. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm go I'm, I'm going to get far away from civilization. So I got myself a piece of jungle land with an old house on it. So really old house. And I was like, I'm going to improve it step by step. It's my land is, I think, 4.5 hectares. It's on top of a mountain. I live on 5,000 feet. So it can get quite cold during the winter um, while not getting too hot during the summer. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to get Starlink. I'm going to work remote. Um, and I'll get back to civilization whenever um, things come down. Um, what happened next was um, one of these partners, which I put on this. Uh, so I, I contacted all the partners, which I put on the application. Uh, hey, would you want to? Mm -hmm. hire me uh, because they also won the money because of me and literally all of them said like I'm better not no stuff like this I was like what the heck but the Norwegian ones they were like okay yeah yeah all right and I told them you know I have social media you know they're like yeah for us it's not a problem mm. it would have been a problem because they they, they didn't know what they were doing and <laughs> they thought like okay maybe they there's one complaint or whatever but um the day literally I saw I signed the contract in June 20 um 2021 um my twitter account got got like nuked so they mm. got banned <laughs> mm. professionally this was luck um um from from my point i i, I was mad i had like forty five thousand followers i was like wow this is this is crazy forty five thousand followers mm. it i mean it was it was good for half a year being heavy on twitter and um, and having having at least this impact with at least I think back then with 40,000 followers I had an average of 2,000 likes per, per post which I have now I mean like it, not, not a lot change I had lots lots of impact um, with what I said and I I didn't make any crazy statements so I was just literally asking questions um, and one of the questions I was asking the Bill Gates Foundation which which is the official reason why I got nuked is I asked them why they invested in September 2019, 55 million US dollars in BioNTech, like the German company who's collaborating with Pfizer and mm -hmm. produced these vaccines. And it's a company that exists already 10 years. They they never had any success. They only had failures in mRNA, cancer treatment, et cetera, only failures. So why would the Bill Gates Foundation suddenly just like three months before it happened, invest like this much money into a company that was a big fail? I was just asking them, and, then, and the fun fact is, I was I was putting underneath my tweet, I was putting a link to their website, to the Bill, um, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, to the website that actually states they invested fifty mm. fifty five million. So it wasn't just like, it wasn't a statement; it was a question first of all, and I, mm. I asked the question based on their website. Um. So yeah, this got me nuked. Medical misinformation. There was no medical misinformation there. It was just a simple question which everybody is supposed to ask. So, Maybe I could read this tweet just so audience yeah. gets the context here you wrote and which roles does pfizer slash bioNTech group play here who began developing the covid19 vaccine on january 10th 2020 even though nobody outside of china was infected back then and why did the gates foundation invest 55 million dollars into bioNTech in september 2019 so that was the quote-unquote medical misinformation that got you banned yeah, and underneath this tweet, I had the link to their website, mm -hmm. just stating this. So I always came up. I always have the receipts. 
Um, this was their, um, this was the nuke before that I, I even got, uh, I even got weekly bans for posting my own vitamin D publication period, by the way. Mm. So, um, yeah, this was, uh, kind of annoying. Let's put it like this, because imagine you're a scientist and you, you, you write publications that are peer reviewed and, and you just get boosted off for a week or whatever for medical misinformation. Mm-hmm. I also had, a, had tweets about ivermectin just posting studies and they got me off. So, um, yeah, what I did, I, then I, well, then I sued Twitter <laughs> and because I live in Brazil, I just sued them in Brazil <clears throat> and I lost not because of my content. Um, Twitter was hiring me, not that one lawyer. It was like me against 10 lawyers, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they hired a whole firm just against me, just against me. This is the amount of fear they had. Mm. And they didn't, their way wasn't to um, say like, look, I mean, what he said was wrong. No, they didn't go this path. Um, the, the path they went was that they um, just said like they have digital house rights. They can choose whoever's using the platform. Mm. So this is the way they they entered. And the judge was like, yeah, well, <laughs> your tweets might have been factual, but they can choose whoever they want on their platform or not. So I lost. I was mm. like, wow, freedom of speech, my ass. Right. Um, yeah, this was this was then. then I, and this was, I think, in 2021. I was like, yeah, I'm never going to get Twitter back. I had my I had my telegram and um, yeah, this was this was um, this was what I did. I was I was just posting stuff on my Telegram. I, I wasn't. This was the Telegram bubble mm-hmm. um, of how many? I think two hundred thousand followers in total on Telegram. I could talk to them. Nobody would ever complain to 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 my former employer. So I was I was living a life as a as a scientist. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was building a DEMA system in the jungle for this consortium. By the way. Um, they still didn't pay me for this. So they said, "Like Simon, if you you can, can you pay it in advance? We'll pay it back." And they never, never did. So mm. it was super weird. It's weird what's going on. But anyways, I there was there were there were no complaints coming in against me, and I was I was I was publishing my stuff. I was working as a scientist while red pilling some people on, on on Telegram. And then it was yeah, today or well, yesterday, one year ago. Uh, when I was visiting my parents in the Netherlands, I was, uh, you know, I've all my all my notifications on my on my phone are um, deactivated. I didn't deactivate the one of Twitter <laughs> because uh, I was blocked, so I wouldn't get right. any notifications. So, um, so I was I was sleeping at night. I think it was like one, two, or three a.m. And this phone went off like crazy, and I was like, "What the heck?" I was looking at this. I was like, "Twitter, what?" And there were like hundreds of messages. Welcome back. Welcome back. Way <laughs> likes, likes, wow. likes. I was like, what the heck? So yeah, the night I literally spent staring at my phone. I was like, this can't be. But this was the case. And uh, yeah, I got back on Twitter. And wow. my account was growing crazily, as in 3,000 per day or even more. Um, and very, very soon, of course, my employer got, got complaints. Mm. They must have gotten so I I can just tell you what it, what they told me via Skype because they uh, I don't have any written statement of them but via mm-hmm. Skype they told me they're ex- an ex- tremendous amount a, high, a huge amount of external complaints about you and your behavior so that's what I was told and he told me uh, that um, HRM human resource management wants to talk with him mm-hmm. about this about me and literally one day later or two days later I was I got fired. Mm. for 
Here's the this is the first reason they gave me exceeding my freedom of expression on Twitter. Exceeding my freedom of expression on Twitter. How is that possible? Like what to exceed yeah. freedom of expression doesn't it's a oxymoron. Yes. Um so yeah, this this was my lawyers. I got lawyers right away, you know. I was like I was expecting this, to be honest. So when I got back on Twitter, uh, mm. I, I knew I knew what was gonna happen because all these all these skeptics guys, etc., were still were still um after me. Mm-hmm. After me So um yeah, on in in December I laid all the path. I I uh, made a design for 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 vitamin D. I was like, hey, they're gonna fire me. So what I'm, what I'm gonna do? Um, I was still somehow hoping that they are different because I told them in the beginning, like, hey guys, first of all, I'm autistic. <laughs> so whenever there's something wrong, you have to inform me, you know, by law and stuff, mm-hmm. etc. And second, hey, uh, I got social media, so just that you know, there's like no problem. I have this mm-hmm. in a written form. So um. I was like, maybe they're different. Maybe they just let it go, and they they just think, okay, people can complain whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But no, it went it went totally off charts. They they were like freaking freaking out, and my my lawyer was asking them, okay, to what degree um, can he exceed freedom of expression? I mean, you, you, know, you, can, you can say whatever you want, mm-hmm. and they were like, he was accusing people of corruption. Uh, well, uh, mm. the, the thing is what i did <laughs> and mm. it's right i have two tweets about corruption mm. uh i took i took canadian um scientists there are two canadian scientists one is called caulfield and the other one's called david fisman uh, who got who got money from the from the trudeau foundation <laughs> uh and they were like uh being awful um mm. towards unvaccinated people they were highly discriminating them and saying like we need a max passport we need forced vaccination etc mm-hmm. so i was just taking their tweet and i was asking them on a, on a, on a scale from one to stalin <laughs> mm-hmm. how corrupt are you stuff like that you know i was just asking them how are you corrupt when the other one i was asking are you are you corrupt right. are you corrupt and um well um that's they they obviously reached out to my former employer and they said like okay asking a question and la- actually showing proof that someone is is corrupt you can't do that mm. so yeah that was in uh that was in uh, in february this year and uh lawsuits still going on they tried to silence me then they for example said he's living in brazil he has to he has to pay a, a huge sum of money in advance uh, in order to you know they the lawyers never went into the detail they always tried to just like interrupt or disrupt the process of 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 the lawsuits they said for example he lives in brazil imagine he loses he need and and how is he going to pay our lawyers you know and they took the most expensive lawyer lawyer firm law firm in norway Mm. so they for example said oh well um he needs to pay at least uh, i think it was 35,000 uh, US dollars to the court otherwise the lawsuit cannot cannot continue and the lawyer you know the, the the judge said yeah he has to do this but they knew i don't have the money because mm-hmm. I, I paid the research i i paid the redeemer system for them which they haven't paid for me and they haven't paid me salary um mm-hmm. or they they don't continue paying salary so they they knew okay so i doesn't have the money so what i did i sold my car so mm-hmm. I sold my car, deposited the money there, and then they had new reasons why this can't be, why this can't be. So it was never about the um, the fact itself, or it was never about Twitter or what I did. They always tried to kind of 
dismiss the lawsuit and 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 look into the procedures and, mm. and trying to silence me that way but uh, we got around um and all documents are sent in uh and they have time i think to generate to to, to reply um my lawyer says like uh, the judges in norway are super woke <laughs> we probably mm. have to go into, into higher instances we have to we have to um yeah i don't know what you call it in english but we probably have to appeal appeal several yeah. times. You have to appeal several times, yeah. but I'm, I'm going that way because what they're doing is nasty. And fun fact, um, because I got I got these projects and you know um these research projects and and um, it's about monology. It's about system designing. It's about it's about complex systems. And I had an Excel file which I which I privately created since I think uh, 2013. And I haven't worked on this the last couple of years, but this is like my system design Excel. And uh, my former my former boss, one day before he dismissed me, and he already knew he was going to dismiss me, he asked me, "Oh, can you send me your this Excel file you you got? I just want to understand what you're doing. I want to play around with this with this system. I'm super interested in what you do." So I sent him that, and he knew it was not related to my work. It was my private file, and he just stole it. And then the lawyer said, "Like, well, it's it's now it's now it's now Sintas property." <laughs> so that's the that's what they did. And if he did, if he hadn't done that, I would just had I would just let it go. But mm. he stole something I worked on for several years to enrich himself and the company, and just it's vile. It's vile to know you you're gonna you're gonna dismiss mm. someone who hasn't done anything wrong, steal his private property <laughs> via a mm. Skype, not even via work. It was via a private Skype chat, and mm. then donate actually or give my private property to to the richest company and wow. this was what what really got me mad and he he's going to get a private lawsuit on top of this so that's what i'm doing um it's just vile it's Ooh. it's evil so yes. you have been through wow you've been through a lot of conflict uh just basically as a result of standing up to the existing narrative trying to tell the truth trying to have scientific integrity um every, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but is the integrity of science and the scientific enterprise is really premised on the persistence of inquiry, right? Like, I yeah. always thought it was so funny when they were saying, don't, the mantra was during the pandemic, don't question the science, which if you decompose that a little more, science is a systematic method of questioning. So it's saying, don't question the systematic method of questioning. Like it yeah. doesn't, it's, it's, it's oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. So it doesn't um, make any sense. So just like the science is settled. Yes. <laughs> whenever right, the right. science are settled, science whenever you settled. say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they say like, oh, science can change. Science is unsettleable. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then science yeah. But that's what um, they said. They said like, the science settled. And then he's like, but look, this it was never settled. You know, in the aftermath, we said like, look, but you said the science settled. No, 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 science changes. You know, they yeah. always they always pick whatever whatever is uh, is suiting the, the narrative. Exactly. If you are a business owner or manager, you should know these three numbers: thirty-six thousand, twenty-five, and one. Thirty-six thousand is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, which allows you to streamline accounting, financial management, human resources, and more. NetSuite turns 25 years old this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days rather than weeks, and to drive down cost. And finally, one, because your business is one of a kind. 
So with NetSuite, you get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, you can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash whatismoney. That's netsuite.com slash whatismoney to get your free KPI checklist. Again, netsuite.com slash whatismoney. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, iCoin Technologies. iCoin has released a free software update for all existing wallet holders that includes a secure messaging feature called Chamber. With the Chamber upgrade, you can send text messages with all the security benefits of a cold device. With wallet-to-wallet encrypted messaging, there is zero chance of a message being decrypted by a snooping third party. Chamber's encrypted messages can only be created and read on an iCoin wallet, which means messages are never seen in plain text on a hot device. You can use any messaging platform to send Chamber encrypted messages. Even if the messaging channel is compromised, your messages will remain uncrackable. You can now generate and store your message encryption keys on a cold device. This means you become the central authority and your encryption keys are never seen on a network connected device or kept in cloud storage by a third party. So why not protect your private communications like you protect your Bitcoin private keys? Pick up a few iCoin chambers today for friends, family, and coworkers. With the iCoin Chamber, your privacy is built right in. Go to iCoinTechnology.com today and use promo code BITCOIN23 for 30% off of this new sleek hardware wallet. So let me ask you one self-interested question that's kind of a tangent, um, but I'm very curious about complex systems. Uh, I've read uh, some books about them, but I wonder if you have any specific books or resources you would recommend most highly on the topic of complex systems or complex adaptive systems? Oh, I got, I got many behind me. Um, so I like, I like causal loop, causal loop relationships. Causal loop. Yes. Causal loop relationships, causal loop diagrams, to be honest. Okay. 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 Um, because they kind of, um, show, how a system is interacting within itself, right? How many subsystems or, or, um, factors are interacting feedback within a system. Loops. Feedback loops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I make crazy feedback loops, which are like literally the whole wall behind me. I could, I could draw feedback loops to understand. Uh-huh. So this is what I did for our metabolism. So whenever I want to know something, Hey, inflammation, I just go to my, to my, to my cause loop diagrams. And I, I look for my inflammation. No, I can I can very easily identify the the root cause of a problem, mm. not just from our metabolism, but in general also ecosystems or whatever financial systems. Probably mm. also is possible. It should be it should be actually perfectly possible to do it for mm. financial systems. And you can you can look at the root cause, and then you need to address the root cause, and you can solve the problem. Mm. You can't do this with um, yeah. I mean, you can also do it with logic, but in logic you only have usually have one line. And right. in this causal loop relationship, you have like thousands of factors and not just one line. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've seen these before. Okay. Maybe I'll I'll email you separately for some book recommendations. Um, I am familiar with those diagrams, but definitely would like to learn more about that. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. During this saga you described, at one point, your bank accounts were frozen. I think this you said this was maybe right after you moved to Brazil or right after you purchased yeah. land in Brazil. Could you talk about that experience and what impact it had on you? So PayPal 
just closed my account. No reason given, just like closed. And my Dutch bank as well. They at least gave me a deadline. Uh, my money is still on there. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they, they said, actually they didn't give a specific reason. Um, because, I don't know, they just said that they will close my account. Mm. But at least they, they told me beforehand. Mm. And uh, I was able to sell some shares, like the airline shares. Uh, I had to, I had to, I was forced to, to, to sell. Now they're back up. <laughs> I just sold them when it was like all the way down because <laughs> um, they were, they were telling me they're going to close my account um, for whatever. They said like for some tax evasion possibilities because uh, I'm, I'm in Brazil, but it was never before a problem. I lived in different countries before and um, it, that wasn't the reason I know because I lived in Iceland for three years and it was never, it wasn't a problem. I lived in Africa. It wasn't a problem. But suddenly, after after one week in Brazil, suddenly bomb down. <laughs> yeah. So um, they still owe me the money, uh, and uh, they don't reply to mails. Um, but yeah, I, I should go after that. Yeah, 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 it was it was just it was just closed down, and paper was frozen, and mm. which is which is weird. Also, my Facebook was uh, so I had a Facebook account a long time ago. I closed, but of course, I was to look into this now for for advertisement for my for my sunfluencer. Real vitamin D startup. I just opened the account with my real name, and um, without doing anything, uh, my my account got banned mm. for being against the guidelines or whatever of the of the of the platform. So I'm I'm just my name gets me banned all over on on Patreon. I got I got banned. Uh, I don't know. I, I so lost let's talk. Uh, so you are, are obviously. The hammer came down in multiple ways, bank accounts, social media accounts, et cetera. You then, what was it? Why Brazil? Why did you move to the jungle? And then how did you transition your life to, I guess, mm -hmm. decoupling yourself from the existing financial system and becoming self-sufficient? Yeah, the, very easy. I was, I was assistant professor or at least exchange professor here in, at the university in Brazil. Mm -hmm. um, it was from the project before and we had a Brazilian partner and I was giving lectures here. Um, I already spoke Portuguese very well because I gave lectures in Portuguese. Um, and back then, Bolsonaro was the president. And he was like, fuck COVID. This isn't real. You made statements, masks are a psycho. And I was like, wow, that's my, that's my man, at least, mm. at least regarding that topic. And it was one of the last bastions um, of, of sanity, um, even though... Um, the propaganda here, code propaganda, was extremely crazy, crazier than the U.S., crazier than Europe. And people were um, kind of forced even to, to, to take the jab and wanted to keep their jobs. But many people, at least conservative people who live inland, they were like against it and they didn't get, they didn't get the jab. So I think here in Brazil, 70% got it and 30% mm -hmm. didn't. If you look at Portugal, 99.9% .9 got it. So, so I felt like, hey, in Brazil, at least I can, I can still live my life and I can and land is was land is cheap in Brazil still if you especially jungle land is 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 very is is, is very cheap and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that I'm gonna get land on top of a mountain mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to be self-sufficient and yeah it's it, it worked of course there are there are many uh there were many failures regarding specific crop tomatoes outside um during the rain season doesn't work <laughs> and mm. i learned a lot but uh 
I was able to to feed myself. Um, mm. There are neighbors. I mean, like if I talk about neighbors, you have to think about ten minutes distance or fifteen minutes distance. There, mm. there are no direct neighbors, um, but there are neighbors who have, who have cattle, who have cows, and uh, you. I would just uh, get stuff from them. So I want fresh mm. meat. Okay, I get fresh meat. Um, I have my own chicken. Um, I have one neighbor who loves slaughtering chicken, so I can just uh, bring them, bring them some. We have barbecue together, stuff like that, you know. So, um, and also in the jungle, it's a bit more this trading behavior. So, for example, one neighbor, he is a car mechanic. Uh, he's like fixing my car, and he gets like fifty eggs, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is not even there is not even need for money. So there is lots of trading. There's a lot of trading going on. Servers versus versus goods, yeah. or. Uh, Whenever I helped a person, I got two liters of honey. Uh, mm. So it's like this. This is the way it, it still works in the interior. Of course, m- money is is there. It's everywhere. You, sure, can, you sure. cannot. You can, but if, for example, but barter um, is an option. Yes, and and it's 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 usually the case for for consumables. Mm-hmm. So if if one person has a boar or like boar meat, um, he. You know, I, I I pay him with with other stuff like lettuce or, or mm. pesto, uh, or if if I let uh, the the neighbors who love to put put boar traps, uh, if I let them put them on my land, we we divide the boar. Mm. As simple as that. So they they use they use my they use my property, yeah. But they they keep half the boar, and I'm more than happy for that because half a boar is like half a year of of meat. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So then you also started the vitamin D business there as I guess a means of becoming financially independent. Yeah. Um, I mean, like um, I knew. Uh, so when I got my Twitter account back, the first thing I was like, what can I do? What is my backup? What's my plan B? Mm-hmm. Um, imagine having no income. And I was still paying off this demo system, which they didn't mm-hmm. pay me for another lawsuit. Um, and I was like, hey, I need a plan B. So I was just like sitting down. It was still um, during the New Year's vacation. I was just like mm-hmm. coming up. Okay, I had this back then. I had this fake account on Twitter because my my real account was banned. Sunfluencer. I was just like mm-hmm. red pilling people with vitamin D with this account. I was like, okay, actually, that, that's that's kind of a nice name for a brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. took it. I just took it as a brand name, and I I uh, I put I put down how I would make my own products. I mean, like my formulation because I I, I published about this. I was like the optimum formulation is this and this and this and this. I was just mm-hmm. putting it down. I was adding some, I was adding selenium and uh, iodine for the thyroid because it's also interacting. And uh, I was just getting it out uh, on paper. I was contacting companies and asking, okay, how much would it be? And they said like this and this and that. I was like, all right, and uh, yeah. Um, when I got fired, I had the whole business plan ready. Mm-hmm. I was just like launching it. Um, of course, it was difficult in the beginning because I mean, like the first clients. I mean, like I still have I still have uh, bills to pay, especially the lawyer bills. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it was a rough start. It's still I still don't earn close to what I earned by being a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always rely on people to look into my product, which I which I consider superior. Mm-hmm. On the market, but I still reply. I, I still require. I still need people to to um, yeah to buy my stuff, and I don't have mm-hmm. I don't have money for uh, for big marketing campaigns. I mean, like one I'm one person, small startup, but at least this is getting me um, this is getting me going. This is my income, mm-hmm. and of course, X, uh, Twitter, X. Mm-hmm. They also sometimes um, they have some some ad revenue shares, which are which are acceptable. Sometimes it's like seventy bucks. Um, like seventy bucks, uh, you can, I can do groceries for some mm-hmm. days. 
um but uh yeah sometimes it's even more and this also helps but this is this is literally um, the life of of a cancelled person it's it's difficult you rely on others but at least i'm not cancelable anymore yeah so nobody can cancel me if 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 now people it's funny my, my company my my startup sunfluencer i receive many emails about me complaints about me mm. <laughs> they say you got this employee there simon goddick he's <laughs> spreading lies about bill gates <laughs> and they're like wow <laughs> and it goes straight to the hr department which is you <laughs> yes yeah. yes so they complain about me they tried to get me canceled they still try yeah. to get me canceled wow. i mean like just the most stupid people because i mean like yeah. those who got me canceled before they are smart enough to see it's my company but yeah. there's still many people out there who try to get me canceled that's hilarious. and i get i get all the canceling mails about myself it's it's funny and I, so I, vitamin, I, maybe I'll, yeah. sorry um vitamin d i think you said earlier your focus is on vitamin d because a virus can't proliferate basically if there's enough vitamin d in the body how does what is it about vitamin d that that causes oh, to focus on it literally uh, your your immune system your, your own immune system is is more or less perfectly working if you have a vitamin d plus serum level higher than 50 nanograms per milliliter mm. so and if it's low it's literally shut down just put mm. it in layman terms put in layman terms uh, if you Maybe I'll post my my cause loop diagram vitamin D ones, and then you can see all the interactions. Yeah. But if I talk about this now, nobody would understand. But let's say um, vitamin D activates um, the immune system and makes sure it's 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 working well. And so, almost any pathogen um, who is which is entering your body, most likely via the gut, um, and also you can via the eyes, via the nose, throat, mm -hmm. whatever is connecting you with the um, with your inner you, you know, mm -hmm. um, any any pathogen that enters you is usually attacked by um, by your immune system. And if your vitamin D is is low, and and that's the case for ninety five percent of Americans, mm -hmm. um, you're you there's a chance you can't fight off um, mm -hmm. the pathogen. So you, what you can, for example, see is if your vitamin D level for, regarding COVID was uh, lower than ten, uh, the likelihood to to get to get disease or get sick or get the flu get the sniffles get the covid for me it's literally all the same it's higher than 30 percent hmm. uh, but if you have a sufficient vitamin d level it's lower than one percent so actually um likelihood to get sick is uh, 30 times less and hmm. even those who, who have a sufficient vitamin d level they most likely don't get sick um um, they mostly get sick because there are, there are other infl inflammatory processes going on in the, in the in the body. For example, they eat lots of vegetable oils. That's mm -hmm. that's one of the main factors. Actually, one of the seed real oils. main factors. Seed oils, vegetable yeah. seed oils. They are yeah. really killing you. So um, people might have a sufficient high vitamin D level, but they they eat fast food the whole time, Pepper John's, you know, Burger yeah. King, and and cook with seed oils, and then they get they get sick anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, no means can do anything against it. I gave up seed oils. Uh... I guess almost two years ago, and after about six months of giving them up, the the main the I, the main thing I noticed was my tolerance to sunlight went through the roof. I could only be out in the sun yeah. for like 30, 40 minutes at a time before I needed to get shade or get sunscreen on. But after six months, no seed oils, I could go into the sun for hours and hours and hours, no yeah. problem. Um, let me ask you this: so so sunlight is related to vitamin D production. Isn't it crazy that the response to the viral pandemic was go inside? 
Like, don't, <laughs> don't be outside, be locked down in your house. Like, is this just another, yeah. is that, is that nefarious intent or what, what's going on? Or is that just stupidity? I know it's intent, yeah. but not the intent of not getting vitamin D. I think it's the intent of that people have the feeling there is something super dangerous out there. Mm. I mean, it didn't make any sense that people were not allowed to go to the beach, to the empty beach. Oh, Police would drink crazy. from there. Yeah. But people are allowed to get go to a crowded Walmart. No problem. Right. But the empty beach, <laughs> no way. In the Netherlands, we're not allowed to walk on the streets at night when nobody else is walking. You're right. not allowed. So they, they, as if pathogens only active at night and during right. the daytime, no problem. <laughs> so actually the opposite should be the case because whenever it's cold, pathogen is, more, most, is less likely to survive. You know? yeah. um, so there, there are many measures who were just put in place. So we... People are reminded there is a dangerous, dangerous pandemic out there which wasn't there. Right. So the the real pandemic was was the was cortisol. Mm. So um, so um, making people afraid, keeping people in fear, mm. um, making people think they could kill their grandma, making people mm. feel alone, um, totally alone. I mean, like people, all people had to die alone and. I mean, old people are already afraid of dying and then being alone is, is like killing them even more. Mm. And so in order to justify all these measures, you had to, you had to create that people, you had to create um, an excess mortality. <clears throat> How do you create an excess mortality without, without, a, without a dangerous pathogen? <clears throat> you create it by elevating the cortisol, blood cortisol level of the whole population. Mm. And that's what they did. So you can, it's, this is proven because um, there, there are these WhatsApp messages um, from, I think it's the um, English, British parliamentarian Ferguson. I think it was Ferguson. Or was it Ferguson? Or was it? No, Hancock. It was Hancock. Sorry, it was Hancock. Ferguson is this, this uh, doomsday modeler, uh, also UK, but Hancock, he was saying, we need to, we need to, um, we need to make people afraid. We need to make them afraid to death. Mm. Um, so that's, uh, and we need to, we need to come up with a new uh, variant. He also said that. So they came up with just the new variants to make people afraid again. Um, so that's what they did. And of course it caused an excess mortality. If you, um, any, I mean, this, uh, this, this flea effect, I mean, like uh, whenever you're afraid um, um, in a short period of time, it was like, okay, is, is like a tiger hunting you. I mean, mm. it made sense that that cortisol is is, sure. is is pushed out, and 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 you, and you have this reaction. You, you you your heart is beating faster. You can you you breathe faster. You can run faster. Mm. But if if this cortisol level um, is elevated chronically, it causes all kinds of. It first of all, it shuts down your immune system because you know um, mm. cortisol. You can take you can you, you can take. Uh, uh, IV, you know, you can take a, you can take it orally, I think, as yeah. well. At least you can take cortisol, mm. and it shuts down the immune system. Um, many it happens a lot in the hospital if you want to shut down the immune system for several reasons. Mm. But if you, if it's elevated, it shuts down the immune system in the long term, and it 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 causes many inflammation processes within your body. Mm. So what you see is an excess mortality of I think papers from the nineties and two thousand. They say. Uh, to 20% or even higher excess mortality or chance to die if you if elevate cortisol levels. And all the governments in the world only cause fear and panic, knowing they would kill people mm. to justify their measures. Wow. So, so it was a, planned. This yes. is a tool of then control, corralling people. Of tyranny. It's a yes. tool of tyranny, nothing yeah, else. Tool to, yeah. uh, 
Okay. Um, all right. So our defenses against such tools of tyranny include free speech. Uh, I believe you describe yourself as a free speech absolutist. Um, totally. Yeah. One of my favorite descriptions of free speech is that we need free speech so that our ideas can go to battle and die so that our bodies don't have to. It's like one yeah. of the, the, if not, it's one of the primary means of obviously human cooperation, which is a, the flip side of saying um, a tool that, that um, inhibits violence or inhibits uh, physical conflict, right? We can resolve our disputes rationally rather than physically. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your, your views on free speech and why do you consider yourself a free speech absolutist? Well, I think um, that everything should be allowed to say. So being pro-free speech means like being, being pro-free um, science, like mm -hmm. pro-academia, because there's nothing that shouldn't be questioned. I mean, that's a principle of science. And if, you, if you're a scientist, you, you have to be pro-free speech. I mean, there are some topics, of course, you shouldn't touch because you get, you get, uh, you get sounds. But I mean, like even... Um, I mean, I don't like flat earthers. I don't like this theory. But I mean, like these people have the right to question whether sure. the earth is flat or round. They have all the right. And also historic events. Everybody should be allowed to question historic events. If it's if it's totally absurd, it's fine. I mean, mm. people say like the Holocaust never happened. We can come up with with many with many proof that it happened. But they should be allowed to question whatever they want to question. There should be no taboo anywhere. And I mean, like it's uh, it's it's in law in many countries they say like okay this uh, you're not you're not allowed to say anything against this historic event or that historic event you're not allowed to say anything against virologists you're not allowed to say anything against um the theory of i don't know <laughs> you know they in the last two years were that absurd um that they uh, that uh, that i i'm kind of lost of words but i think like if you want to f live in a free society you should be allowed to say everything you like and you should be allowed to question everything and everybody mm. you like mm. as long as you don't threat another person as long as you don't put right. another person's life at risk but not like right. how they say it not right. like how they say it um they say for example you cannot you cannot say it because you could kill grandma no yeah. it's a totally different story we talk about we're talking about a dialogue here or a um, an exchange of of arguments and i'm not saying like here here's my gun i'm gonna kill your grandma you know yeah. that's a totally different story oh, i want to kill a grandma i'm gonna do this but um questioning things and having a dialogue on on eye, eye to eye level is something that should be allowed and must be allowed in, mm -hmm. a, in a free society and this actually shows we're not living in a free society yeah i wonderfully said um I mean, it's like the right to question anything is almost indistinguishable from the right to think critically right yeah, like that's yeah, exactly thinking and questioning yeah. like they're the same thing it's like you're trying to figure something out well what that, that exactly once you think you question automatically yes, exactly I mean, like if you don't question you don't think <laughs> yes so don't <laughs> question the sciences just don't think basically you could yep. reduce it to that um but valid point the only i guess justifiable this isn't a restriction on free speech either it's if someone makes a direct threat of violence right like i am yeah. going to punch you i am going to shoot you well then then you you can respond with force i think yeah. that 
obviously there's it's a it's a it's a blurry line but um this is where i think private property is very important too rothbard makes the case that it's not so much about free speech per se like we do need free speech free speech in the realm of ideas so that we just freely exchange information but it's you can't come to my house and tell me you're going to do, you know, you're going to hurt me or hurt my family. It's like, well, if you're at my house, then you're going to get hurt basically. So there's this uh, underlying concept of the context, right? Where yeah, and, and ca occur? in Canada, if someone's entering your house or in most parts of Europe, um, and, and if you hit, uh, if you just hit the invader, you, you can go, you can go, you have problems. He can sue you. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this that's, is why that's I like, just crazy. This is why I like red States in the United States, because yeah you can basically shoot someone in your house and you're, you're good. Um, yeah. I mean, it should be like this. That's the way it should be. Yeah. One of my highest health priorities is keeping my brain in top shape to take care of my brain power. I do many things such as striving to read, write, exercise, and meditate daily. One of the latest tools in my brain power toolkit is mind lab pro mind lab pro is a nootropic supplement that is scientifically proven to enhance your brain power. When I take MindLab Pro, my mind feels like it has a better grip on the world. My thinking is more lucid, and the articulation of my speech is much more clear. MindLab Pro has been tested in rigorous, double-blind, placebo-controlled human trials, and has been proven to enhance brain power for users in every age group. MindLab Pro is an advanced formulation of 11 nootropic ingredients and is backed by research from 1,473 human trials conducted over a period of 32 years. So if you're looking to start enhancing your brain power, MindLab Pro is an excellent solution. Go to mindlabpro.com slash breedlove to start enhancing your brain power today. Again, that's mindlabpro.com slash breedlove. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth is a crowdfunding platform for paying medical expenses in lieu of an insurance policy. CrowdHealth recently announced that it is integrating Lightning payments with Breeze's Lightning SDK. In the United States, we spend more than twice the average amount of money on healthcare than other developed nations. Medical costs are one of the leading causes of bankruptcy in the United States, and it is not a secret that the medical system in the U.S. has many, many issues. The CrowdHealth model is based on offering an alternative to the conventional insurance policy at a cheaper price point. For a monthly membership fee of $50, CrowdHealth will negotiate medical bills to get the cheapest price possible, help locate healthcare providers, offer access to their member crowdfunding service, and more. Prior to the Breeze integration, CrowdHealth had been functioning over traditional fiat payment routes, which introduced unnecessary transaction fees and delays in settlement. By integrating Lightning payments into the CrowdHealth business model, payments between members can now be made with near zero fees and with final settlement occurring in mere seconds. So go to joincrowdhealth.com breedlove today to sign up. I wanted to ask you, I was listening to one of your podcast appearances and you were going into this topic of pseudoscience um, I think specifically as it pertained to the pseudoscience we see in mainstream medical industry slash big pharma slash climatology. And what struck me as, as interesting is something I'd like to tease out and explore with you is obviously the show, we talk a lot about money, the entire fiat currency, central banking, monetary paradigm is based on a pseudoscience called Keynesian economics. And the premise of this pseudoscience is that printing money can alleviate economic scarcity. Yeah. So 
another way to, you know, scarcity basically occurs anywhere demand exceeds supply. So anywhere there's more demand for a thing than we have supply of it, we either need to price it to distribute it or there, there's conflict over it. You know, you have to resolve the scarcity one way or another. This pseudoscience called Keynesian economics posits that you can just print money to resolve that scarcity, which is obviously insane. It's like, well, like printing green pieces of paper is going to put food in anyone's mouth or a roof over anyone's head. It doesn't make any sense at all. doesn't make any sense at all. No. I'm curious <laughs> to what extent and by what mechanisms you think the pseudoscience, having a pseudoscientific money can cause or exacerbate pseudoscience in other domains like mainstream medical, big pharma, climatology, etc. I mean, first of all, economics isn't science. So you have the science of economics, which isn't science at all. So, um, I mean, like they could just say like, okay, we have a currency, it's gold backed, and there, there, there would be literally no more research to do on, on uh, I think, on inflation rates or what, 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 whatever it has, which impact it has on the economy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a greenhorn, I'm not an economist. I, I, I don't know hardly anything about this to be, to, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell is that um, at least printing money Printing, uh, printing more and more money uh, in, in hyperinflation or inflation, hyperinflation is theft. Mm-hmm. It's the money goes to the rich people and it's taken from the poor people. It's actually um, re what do we call reallocation of wealth, mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, and I think it's based on on, on pseudoscience. I mean, mm-hmm. if you sometimes I come across uh, economic papers which I hardly barely understand, but there there are papers that justify. They justify printing money. They justify inflation to say like, "Hey, it's good." Uh, but um, well, this yeah, would, again know. on that point, I would argue strongly, and this is crazy to think about, but all of Keynesian economics is just this elaborate academic framework we have created. Well, we humans, a certain sect of humans, have created to justify the monopolization and printing of money, like it's. I don't know if Keynesian economists believe their own bullshit or not, or they know they're they're just fooling people. They but, they do. I think yeah. it's just like the climate 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 science. Um, it was it was based on on a misunderstanding, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And since then, they just side each other. So what scientists do, they they don't question things. They usually go to other papers. This is like what did other people say? They cite it and they take mm. it as granted. Oh, it was peer reviewed. This is the fact. Oh, look, this is science. And they just take it, cite it, and make it make it the truth themselves. Mm. That's what you saw with the with the COVID papers. This is what you saw with the climate change. This is what you see with virology. The whole field of virology. It's, in my opinion, a big joke. And this is also what you what you what you see in Keynesian economics. So scientists enter a field with a belief. It's just a, it's, it's a belief. It's a belief mm. system. It's not it's not a knowledge. It's not like a critical. Something like critical field where people are are saying like, okay, I'm entering climate science right now. I'm gonna question everything. I wanna I wanna know the truth. If you mm. do this, you're not not gonna get funding, because I, I tell you, if you want to get funding, you need to follow, you need to follow the guidelines of the funder. And, and where does it and, and where is that funding coming from? Uh, from you, the pe- taxpayer. <laughs> See, that's the connection. There, there it is, right there. Yeah. It's like the the. Oh man, the lying and the stealing go hand in hand, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Like to preserve the stealing of inflation, you need to have the lying of Keynesian economics to put a veneer of uh, authenticity on this thing, something like that. And you, you just can't have one without the other. 
Now, if you want to get money in the European Union, you have this this funding call called uh, Horizon 2020. Now it's mm -hmm. called Horizon Europe, I think the new one. Uh, anyways, if tax money goes there, and they have the guidelines. You have to include um, Agenda 2030, super important, sustainable development goals. You have to put in there gender issues. So if you mm -hmm. say, oh, there are 10 genders, you get the money. And uh, and climate, it's always every single call is linked to climate, which is mm. like <laughs> Agenda 2030. Mm. So if you are critical towards anything or you want to question the narrative and say like, hey, I want to do research and figure out if whether CO2 is really the cause of, of global warming or climate change or whatever mm. they call it, you're not going to get the money. But if you say, hey, CO2 is super dangerous, we need to reduce it, we need to we shut down all our power plants, you get the mm. money. So they are wow. they are breeding their own uncritical minions by giving money to those who obey and bow to the system. This is wow. what's going on. This is so pernicious because what you're saying there is you need to participate in the lie to participate in the proceeds stolen through taxation and inflation. Yes. So there's a huge Definitely. incentive to participate in the lie. And the, the, yes. the incentive to participate is because people are getting robbed, basically. It's They're getting robbed. And uh, if you, as a oh, scientist, man. submit a paper, which is slightly critical or doesn't include Agenda 2030 or Sustainable Development Goals, they send it back and say, you need to include it, otherwise you're not going to get published. Wow. So other scientists only find publications that include all this pseudoscientific bullshit. Mm. So there is no critical publication because it will not pass the peer process or not pass these journals who are owned by, by exactly these people who are pushing the narrative. Mm. So criticals, there are many critical scientists out there, but they're, they're not being heard. They're not being, you cannot see them. They cannot, they're, it's entangable, the knowledge or their right. research, because it's just not published. You can find some on Twitter and they're, they're labeled as conspiracy theorists, dangerous, etc. Right, and they literally all lost their jobs. Is this a okay? Is this a self deception of humanity, or do like the people that are say I I don't I don't know where you draw the line here, right? The people that are saying, okay, you need to have the agenda twenty thirty goals, the gender framework or guidelines, or you're not going to yeah. get the money. Do they actually believe it? Like, have they self deceived, yeah. Yeah. or do they know that? Oh, I'm I'm literally a scammer for a living. Like, what do you think? Their, their I, actual perspective uh, what, is? what I know because I, I went this path as a scientist. I can just tell you, they they already sieve out all critical critical students on on the way up to the PhD or the mm -hmm. whatever. So whenever you're a critical student, and I've been, I, I first have been uh, started my my PhD in Iceland and. And my supervisors were people who were um, in the Club of Rome, mm -hmm. climate change, mm -hmm. extremely climate change believers. And mm -hmm. uh, and I was I was saying like, guys, uh, I, I read this uh, interesting website here, and they said like CO two is is the cause of global warming, not the um, um, sorry, is the effect of global warming, not the cause. Mm -hmm. And instead of discussing this with me, they just got mad. Just got mad, like no, 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 no. The science settled, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, there, we, there we go. And they, at, at some point, they didn't want to supervise me anymore because it was too critical regarding mm. CO two and climate change. And so I went back to the Netherlands. Um, 
there, I just didn't address it because I was like, okay, <laughs> one more year of PhD, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm not going to be too critical. Um, but there I also learned there's no single person who is critical because if you want to be become a professor or first become a assistant professor, then a social professor, then a full professor, um, you get sieved out. You need to be, mm. you cannot be critical. If you're critical, you don't make it up there. So those people, those people who are teaching your kids at the university, they are already receiving them out because they believe in this stuff. These are soft scientists, no non-critical scientists who are Ooh. who are who already have an impact on the kids. And it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a system feeding itself, you know, feeding so the it's, feeding so the it's itself. Filtering out those who might be disagreeable, basically. And who are critical. Willing, yeah, critical. Who are just thinking. critical. Right. Yes. They're filtering wow. out critical thinking. If you if you think critically, they take you aside and say, like, hey, you shouldn't talk about that. That's pseudoscience. Oh man. So this is like selling your soul almost, but oh man. So But they they believe it. They believe it. It's just it's just like you're you're like uh, So it is a self-deception then. They do fully yeah, believe, they've drank the Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. believe their stuff as well. And they believe yeah. their stuff. Right. They it's it's a sect. It's yeah. it's a sect. There's nothing nothing else. Wow. Is there any solution to this in your mind? No, no. So I, I always say on Twitter, academia is dead. So I don't see any, maybe, maybe, maybe starting independent universities, but they would be framed. Um, I know. So what I think is, is important, uh, maybe it's homeschooling, mm -hmm. but for, or to homeschool, you need to have knowledge yourself. And it's very difficult these days to have knowledge and, and chemistry, physics and everything. Um, there was a university, I think it was something Universale. I think mm -hmm. it was it was um, it was taught a lot in in, in East Germany um, 200 years ago that, that that there's a course and you kind of or like a university course and you kind of learn to think critically and you yeah. learn everything what everything um, which is which is interesting but I, but who's gonna who's gonna offer this who's gonna tell this the truth or this is something which is close to the truth so I think um, the best thing people can do nowadays is just like to use to use common sense right just to use common sense and learn how to interpret data so following statistics courses is good because statistics you can fake statistics but not mm -hmm. the methodology right so i think following statistics courses understand or learn how to read scientific publications and being critical is the best thing we can do these days but um, science, I think it needs, it, it really needs a makeover and it, it, it will not get one until there's a, until there's a global revolution against the system. And mm. I don't want to experience this because it's going to, it's going to lead to, 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 to death and destruction. So, okay. Yeah. Grim, uh, but also grim to keep repeating the existing pattern. Hypothetically, if taxation and inflation and other forms of institutionalized theft were removed or eliminated, would that take us closer to a solution? Because then you wouldn't have this arbitrary reallocation of wealth going to those who participate in the lie, for instance. I think so, but they wouldn't let it happen. And you know this, they wouldn't let it happen. So um, the redistribution of wealth has always been like that in human history. And if you look at the Roman Empire, all the empires, it was always like that mm -hmm. until it breaks down and starts from scratch again. Um, so um, I think there is nothing actively we can do about this in, in the big picture, but in the small picture, 
we can do a lot. So that's um, why I'm always calling for people getting self-sufficient. If you grow your own food, if you um, store some gold or uh, or get some bitcoins, I mean, mm -hmm. bitcoins are they're not unlimited; they're limited. So it's uh, that's 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 a good thing, and and, yes. and economically wise. And I think if you if you if you just follow some 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 advice on on your health, on how how to live and how to grow grow your own food, how to become self-sufficient, how to become independent. I think this is how you how you can counter the system. And if more people do it, and or at one point more than fifty percent of the people do it, these are people up there. They're going to lose power. They're gonna they're gonna need to to use a, a force of tyranny in order to um, forbid things. For example, forbidding to grow your own. I mean, it's even mm -hmm. forbidden in some states in the U.S. Mm -hmm. to 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 harvest rainwater. I mean, they're already going in this direction. But if everybody's doing this, and you guys in the states have guns, what are they going to do? Right. <laughs> you know yes, exactly but in europe it's very in europe it's very easy nobody has guns and they just they just make a rule and everybody has to follow but if you guys do it and um, this could be a cha game changer um i think yeah. i think the, the hope the hope for the world are red states in the in the u.s uh, yeah agreed um as a friend of mine said the red states in the united states are the alamo and we must the Alamo. Alamo. <laughs> but still, still, this Alamo has something called property tax, which is totally communist. Uh, <laughs> the red states shouldn't have I that. Didn't that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Dr. Simon Goddick, uh, this has been a very wide-ranging and enjoyable conversation. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate the fighting you have done and continue to do for truth. Uh, I know it takes a lot of courage to walk through cancellation and censorship and bank account seizure etc um but still sticking to your guns so thank you for doing that um where can people find you on the internet uh, they can find me on on uh on telegram it's just godek g-o-d-d-e-k just my surname and on twitter or x it's godek at all G-O-D-D-E-K-E-T-A-L. It's like how you cite scientific papers with more than one author. So it's Godek et al. Mm. Um, and of course, I have my vitamin D website, sunfluencer.com. It's like influencer, just with sun at the beginning, sunfluencer.com. And I have a very interesting blog on vitamin D. So I have, I publish, I think, one article on vitamin D, magnesium, omega-3, or even other health supporting measures on, on this blog Um every week and i have a substack drgodek.com d-r-g-o-d-d-e-k.com so that's where you can find me awesome simon thank you so much thank you for having me